Rebel Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hi, Don. Oh, my God. My head hurts. Dude, mine too. I had all my students using hammers all day today, trying to be their first attempt at doing body work on a fender. And oh, my. <laughs> Needless to say, Advil was my friend today. So I'm thinking this whole teaching body shop, like you're going to have like, you got to have like the practical exercise, right? The PE. You do the learning objective, right? So you give them some like, oh, I don't know, 30 or 40,000 thick aluminum and say, hey, go pound and roll this out into an aluminum can, right? You got to go make something first before you let them start beating on a car. Well, yeah, I kind of made them all go to a body shop and get get a, a crashed fender that they could mess with before I cut them loose on any sort of actual vehicle. So. Wait a minute. And I got, them, I got them welding, too. Is this, it, it, what do you mean body part? I mean, everything out there in California is made out of, like, fiberglass and Cheeto bags, right? <laughs> this is true. Right, this so, is true. So what do they need the damn hammer for? Uh, I don't know. I guess to make my ears bleed, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking in the body shop toolkits, there's not really a necessity to have a hammer. That's like hammers and dollies are like number one on the on the agenda item. It's fiberglass for the love of God. You're gonna crack not, it some more? Not, not for most cars. Well, some cars now, a lot of the new ones, but we haven't cut them loose on anything like that yet. All right. Well, my head. How's hurt. your afternoon there, Don, Lieutenant Don? I don't know whose afternoon you're talking about. It's ten o'clock over here on this side of the real world. I don't know what you're I've doing over. I see. I see that you've gotten yourself a, a haircut. Ah, yes. Yeah, today was my... you get my, a sucker with that thing? No, free bowl of soup. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, over here over here in, in the Midwest, when you get a haircut, you get a free bowl of soup. What do That's they get, awesome. What do they give you in California? A free taco? Hell yeah. <laughs> a burrito. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> Everything else is free out there. I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah. So what else is new? I mean, I guess I kind of had a big week. I actually didn't have to go to work yesterday because somebody decided to uh, send in a bomb threat to my school. So, uh, um, yeah. Needless to say, he was apprehended and classes were canceled. So that's a a no a no bueno situation and kind of scary. But it all worked out. So you had a bomb threat at at Cheetos College? (laughs) Out there? Yes, correct. Cheetos College. Hey, what's the mascot? Chester? Falcon. <laughs> Is the Falcon's name Chester? Yeah, but it could be. I'll have to see if I can uh, get that arranged. What get kind of... Change it to Chester Cheeto. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, what kind of professor are you? You don't even know the name of your own mascot. I don't even know if we have one. Probably Freddy the Falcon or something. I don't know. I'll probably, find out. Probably offend somebody. Yeah, just saying. I'll, I'll look that up while we're talking here. Yeah, you do that. No. So, so, so what else? How was Indy? It sucked, dude. 
Should we just call this episode D and Q? Yeah, if if we had Tony Pentagon on, he'd say, "Hey, you both choked." Oh, damn! I mean, hey, I got no problem. I can take it on the Spade chin, the spade, right? That's it. I can take it on the chin, just like I can give it on the chin. That's the way it is. That's right. Touche. Oh my God! No, it is. All right, so I guess we got to bring everybody up to speed. It is Wednesday as we're recording. The 4th of September. Wait, stop. What? Franco the Falcon is his name. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything that's named Franco. Any cartoon characters? No. Franco Falcon. What, what was the name of the, the sheep herding dog with foghorn leghorn? What's his name? What was his name? No, his name was Sam. I think his name was Sam. Yeah, no, Fra- but Franco, Franco the Falcon. So on, on with your indie story. Franco the Falcon at Cheetos College. What <laughs> in the world? This is ridiculous. You're killing me. I'm the, who's over there in charge of branding in this? Anyway, I don't know. It's gonna be me in the automotive <laughs> technology department, from what by the sounds of it. So be sure to follow Cheetos <laughs> College Auto Body on Instagram. Coming up here. Real, real soon. Yeah, there we go. Get your likes, clicks, follows, and your hearts in. Just saying. That's right. Oh, Racers man. Rental Cars sponsored by Cerritos College Technology Division. I guess I guess I'll have to figure out how to actually, how, actually say the name of it and stop calling it Cheetos. <laughs> I, I mean, if we get hate mail for it, I mean, it's at least it le- it's a legitimate complaint. I'm from North Carolina, for the love of God. It doesn't sound right. like it sounds you like know, Cheetos. Uh, you keep saying you know Cerritos, anyways. Is it's Cheetos or Cheerios? I don't know. It's one or the other. <laughs> Got food on the brain. Anyway, Franco the Falcon. It's Wednesday as we're recording. It's late at night for me. It's mid afternoon for Cam. He's been screwing <laughs> off been screwing off all freaking day. Like everybody else on the West Coast. Anyway. Uh dude, I am getting ready to head off to the lovely town of Bowling Green, Kentucky, licking my wounds and trying to do my best to forget the 2019 Big Go uh, <laughs> and head off to uh, LS Fest for a couple days uh, before we take a couple week off vacation away from the racetrack. So uh, that's what I'm doing over here. I got nothing... I got nothing negative to say, but I got nothing positive to say about my Big Go experience other than I was there, and I will try to forever put it behind me. Well, tell us what happened, at least. I mean, tell the viewers. You know, yes, we did a live a live uh, segment from the Stupid Fast Racing trailer. Thank you to Corey and Amanda for letting us do that, and also for selling all of our swag. We saw a bunch of people out at the, the U.S. Nationals wearing racers and rental cars, get-ups so we appreciate all the support there but tell us a little bit about what happened at, at indy and then i'll tell you about my weekend at indy well you know as everybody if you're a listener of the show you know that i get really excited about the big go went to the finals there in 2010 uh, it's it's a big deal for me i you know it's a i really get excited about it it's a you know you historic I mean, it's indie for the love of God, and you put your you put your best foot forward. And if you don't put your best foot forward, just stay the hell home. I mean, why are you coming there just to 
bitch, gripe, complain, and make life miserable for everybody else. And I got emotional about the 2019 Big Go, first year for Top Sportsman and Top Dragster. Got everything going on with my wife, you know, so things aren't good in the health department. So I'm being emotional, and instead of being rational, I'm trying to tune a race car based on emotion and not using rational thought processes. And I just basically kicked the freaking neighborhood dog up and down the street while it yelped itself around, making one mistake after another. And always hindsight 2020, if I would have just left my junk alone and put it in the trailer and drove the two hours from Bowling Green, Kentucky to Indy, I would have qualified and not had any problem. Nope, not my knucklehead tail. Nope, we're going to reinvent the round rolling wheel and try to make this thing rotate as a triangle. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Those new block tires are badass. Oh, my God. You know, and so uh, it's just one of those deals. we put new I put new supercharger on the car because I thought I needed more horsepower. All that did was create problems from the f- firewall back. Finally try to get the firewall back under control and then I have a firewall forward mishap on the third qualifier and uh basically looked like one of um yeah, like like I mean, you know, as my as my drill sergeant would say, I looked like one of Jerry's kids. And, and just, uh, I mean, that's just, you know, no offense to anybody, it's Jerry's kids, just saying. I mean, it was a bad deal. And, and there's there's no, you know, it's one of those things. You know, we today's society, everybody wants to point fingers and it's somebody else's fault. Dude, there is nobody else's fault. Uh, I told my owner, he's like, oh, you feel better today? And I'm like, no. As we're, li- well, you know, I'm loading up, you know, I'm packing all our stuff up because Dye's got treatment and On stuff. Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, <laughs> and and I'm like, no. And he's like, uh, you know, how, you know, he's, J- JB always takes the high road. And I look at him I'm like, no, I get paid to do one thing. That's it. I get paid to do one thing. And I failed. Nobody else's fault but me. All on my shoulders. I screwed the pooch. And taking ownership of that and realizing that you're the reason why you're not racing at the first 2019 U.S. Nationals for Top Sportsman, man, that's a, you know, that's a tough pill to freaking swallow because uh, you don't know if you're going to make it back. You know, you, you, a lot of things weighing on my, you know, my shoulder and my head. And it was just an emotional deal. And I screwed the pooch, dude. D N M Q. Wow. Well, that sucks, but I kind of know the feeling. My uh, my Indy experience started off with a, uh, obviously I had to fly in Friday morning because of the new job, um, but I had planned on being there before things kicked off in the pro section, and unfortunately, shocker, um, my flight was delayed and canceled. I mean, not that anyone's ever heard that from me before. Um, so I got to watch Q1 from the comforts of the Denver International Airport. The only plus side to that is I got to see Luke Combs. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there and eating my Chick-fil-A after I spilled it all over the floor and had to pick it all up because I... You saw Luke Combs? My, no, I kicked my bag and uh, accident and spilled all my Chick-fil-A all over the ground. And, 
you know, it's an airport. So that was like 25 bucks. So, you know, three second ruled that sucker. And, uh, I apologize to the, to the person for having all the, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and Buffalo all over the floor. Um, and as I was cleaning it up, some dude walks by and is like, Hey, you're Luke Combs. <laughs> and then he's like, yep. <laughs> and dude, he's, he's like, I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> It was really funny, and I think there might have been somebody else famous that walked by because it was a, uh, it was a flight coming in from Nashville, shocker, and some other chick was walking around with a guitar, but it wasn't Carrie Underwood, so I didn't say hi. <laughs> How would you have recognized her by her legs? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, since my wife's a spitting image of Carrie Underwood, you know, I would have just, you know. Ha, huh. and and that so, so that's your highlight for the for the Denver airport. Yeah. So then moving right along, I finally got to to India at like midnight after after all that. So and then we showed up to the track on Saturday morning and there was a torrential downpour, as you know. And we got to our to our pit and it was marvelous because we were pitted in a lowland. <laughs> And all the water from everyone else's pit decided to reside in in our pit, and it was literally like eight inches deep. And I never thought that I'd have to work on a race car barefoot, <laughs> but you know, it was so bad that like we literally had to like have somebody come and pump the water out. Like it was it was terrible, and so that kind of put us behind, and so we ended up missing Q, whatever that is, Q two or three or whatever. Um, and then, no, I ran Q3, which was later in the afternoon on Saturday and, uh, um, made a decent run. It burnt a piston about just after half track and only went 398 at 298, I think. And, uh, but unfortunately that wasn't good enough. We were shooting for a high 80 and unfortunately, like I said, it, it burned a piston. So, um, we only went 398 and then after that, the bump dropped to a 378 and unfortunately we don't have the budget or the funding in order to run 370s. So in that case, we decided to cut our losses and, uh, pack it up and, and focus on the funny car. Terry ran a career best, uh, in the funny car. He went 408. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, he's making progress with that, but unfortunately he didn't qualify either. So. It was a triple threat in the DNQ for the racers and rental cars crew slash paddock racing. Um, so, and then after that, I basically kind of just cut my losses and said, you know what? I need to go spend some time with my lovely wife and son. So I switched my flight and took the Sunday night flight home so I could be home for with my family on Monday. Let's hang out by the pool. Because, you know, if you can't drive a race car, you might as well sit by the pool. Hell Yeah. Beer's always cold in my house. Uh, what I'm very, what I'm very concerned about is the fact that that you made it sound like it was a big deal for you to work barefoot next to a race car. I mean, don't you live like ten feet from the beach? Do you I even do, have so. shoes? <laughs> yes, I have flip flops. Thank you. My uh, go aheads. They're what? My go aheads. You're kidding me, right? That's not the name of your shoes. Is that the brand? No, they're they're like flip flop. They're rainbow sandals. They're like you only have to buy them once because they're like lifetime warranty. But I call them go aheads because you can't walk backwards in flip flops. See, there's some more of that West Coast shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, I, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm struggling here with the whole. I mean, I feel like I got to get a, a thesaurus out or a dictionary or something, urban dictionary to talk to you now. Hey man, you want the you want the California version? You just let me know. Just give me a word, I'll give you the California version. You're call you call them go aheads. <laughs> yeah, you've never heard that before. I promise you that right now, in the when in the next week, we won't get we won't get five people that li- what I mean if we li- have a whole five people that listen, we won't get five people. To message us and tell us they've ever heard the phrase "go aheads." About Jerusalem cruisers. And now we're going religious on racers and rental cars. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. What is that what supposed to be? Flip flops? You call yeah. flip flops Jerusalem cruisers? <laughs> Dude, we're going to hell. No, we're not. What in the who in the world would call flip flops Jerusalem crew? What? Did, <laughs> what? I can't believe you've never heard of that either. No, hey, you must live underneath the rock. <laughs> My wife is staring at me right now, giving me like the biggest mean mug. <laughs> Why does she call them Jerusalem cruisers? I know exactly what shoes he's talking about right now. <laughs> My favorite. She had to pipe in on that one. Yeah, I'm dude, they're called flip flops. Okay, flip flops. Yes, I have worked on a race car in flip flops, but I didn't happen to have them in my backpack, so um we had to have it pumped out. So needless to say we missed the the session. Because literally the car was on stands, uh, projects, and it probably would have spilled over the into the co- driver compartment. Oh and there's nothing there's nothing this driver hates more than wet feet. So I kind of melt when I get when my feet get wet. Don't lie. I'm like at Don't the pool lie. or Don't lie. You know you float. <laughs> Don't lie. No, yeah, water, uh, with your Jerusalem cruisers. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, I don't I'm just uh, look, if anybody out there has ever heard of any of these phrases by all means hate mail at racers and rental cars. <laughs> And uh, please make sure that you have more than one person that can verify it. Don't be just taking Cam's side. <laughs> uh, anyways, anyways, on another uh, positive note. Oh no, I, let's keep this. Let's keep this dumpster fire going straight negative. Let's talk about WJ backsliding a Camaro into the wall at the end of a burnout. That was pretty badass. I mean, that was like he needed his Snoopify glasses on. So that way, when he got out, when he got out of the car, and he just like took his shades off, he's like, Psh, "I'm out. See ya." Hey, thank you all for having me out here. I just <laughs> thought I'd have to back one of these bad boys a rental into the wall. I hope you paid the extra twelve bucks for insurance. <laughs> if not, piss off. Take my name off the side of this bitch before you return it to the rental car counter. Dude, I heard that OnStar got the OnStar mm-hmm. people called, and we're like, yes. we're sending medical, we're sending medical assistance. They're like, we're already here. <laughs> yeah, they literally got. They, I did hear that that OnStar was uh, sent to the racetrack. That's pretty freaking awesome. I mean, but hey, when you're the professor, I mean, I guess I have that to live up to. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm gonna I'm gonna say that NHRA will never let that happen again. Nope. 
there goes there goes all those celebrity races. Yeah, no kidding. No yeah. kidding. All right, where were you going on a positive note? No, on a positive note, um, for those of you that maybe have, have heard some background noise um, on this uh, episode, um, we have an intern. We are getting so famous that we actually had a request to be an intern. Like, can you believe that shit? All I can tell you is, is they got hired when they realized and they were okay with no pay. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, that was the first thing. And then the second thing was, do you know how to retrieve a cold beer? And then the second thing was, do you know what do you Jerusalem know how to do a cruise? on a race car? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Jerusalem cruisers. Uh, I don't, she's not wearing Jerusalem cruisers. She's actually wearing uh, some Chuck Taylors, some Converse. So that's those are kind of California shoes, too. But Monica is the daughter of we who we're going to bring on the show, too, Um Mario Campos. Um, some of you people can maybe know him um, out in the world of uh, drag racing. He's kind of the compost, campos. I say campos, you know, because I'm white. Oh, so. great. Now, right. now I got somebody else's name I can <laughs> screw up. Yeah. <laughs> so. good, thing he's three th- good thing he's 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Anyways, you keep popping your M and M's into that mouth. No, hey, uh, these are actually cinnamon. Um, cinnamon, cinnamon chews. My throat oh, okay. is killing me. These things are the bomb. Yeah. Well, you. Well, why you put those in your mouth? I'll just put my foot in mine, so it's fine. Whatever. With Jerusalem cruisers. <laughs> yeah. With my with my go aheads on. Uh, go ahead. Anyway, so. <laughs> She, uh, for her senior project, she decided um, to reach out to uh, Racers and Rental Cars via hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com and asked how this whole podcast thing works out. So um, she's here learning how non- not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> how not to do a podcast. But, it, you know, like I said, wait. hey guys, August was our best month when it came to uh, downloads, so we really appreciate it. So we must be doing something right because our August month was astronomical. So, Well, it might have awesome. been, been that whole thing where um, I made that post and tagged that um, women's penitentiary <laughs> that, with the, the tag, and I didn't realize that that's what that was. And so I think we had a lot of downloads from, I think it was up in Pennsylvania or something like that. So I don't, I, I might have to just pick a state penitentiary every week and we'll just try to keep running those numbers up. Whatever works, man. Whatever works. Keep the sponsors happy. <laughs> so we, yeah. So we definitely can keep wasn't up. the Amish people in Reading, though. No. They don't have radios. Yeah. No, it was not the Amish people. Not at all. All right, so do you, so anyway. do, do you want to talk about – did you watch any of the finals on Monday? Uh, <laughs> I saw a portion of it. I saw Dougie win, which was pretty awesome. I saw Erica go 007 like she always does, like a badass. And I saw AL go like 120 on the tree and win <laughs> so congrats to alex for winning u.s nationals that's pretty badass but i'm sure ee is probably never gonna let him live that down with a 120 light yeah hey but they don't ask 
they don't ask what your light was generally. They just ask if you win. Yeah, they if don't. If you won. Yeah, they don't ask at the bank. When yeah, you, when they you don't ask at the bank. And when that when that sucker's sitting on his mantle at home next to all of his other lights out Donald Duck races, he's got that U.S. the sixty fifth U.S. Nationals Wally, and I'm jealous. So I don't give a shit what his light was. So congrats to him. Absolutely. And then, uh, John Force, but he won Funny Car, right? So that was number 151. I think it was like a 17-year hiatus for him in Indy, which is pretty cool. So, Okay, those are all the good ones. Did you see Pro Stock Motorcycle? What's that? <laughs> just kidding. Andrew, he didn't mean it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. What what happened there? Something about the 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 tree, right? Right. So, and I only know that because I literally just saw that somewhere on Jaggery Central or online or something. So, the week was marred. I, I I mean, the the big go was marred with timing issues. It seemed to be. It's because I sent in my, my paperwork to say that the tree didn't come on when I left in Brainerd, so they they adjusted the tree <laughs> so I wouldn't choke again. That's what it was. <laughs> you totally, <laughs> they totally got it all. Well, there was just a bunch of different instances where things just didn't add up. Actually, that's funny you say that because um, in – all the pro teams are like on a mass text and they were saying that Antron went like 120 on the tree and there's no way Antron ever goes 120 at Indy or something. I was like, what is this even regarding? And then I heard they were having problems with the tree or something. They had a top dragster car get red, red lit. Uh, because I did see that one. That guy, that fool didn't even move. Didn't move. And Afton Swanson, she didn't even move. Not an iota. Um, and they didn't rerun that one, but they reran a super gas race, right? They reran a super gas run, and they did not. They did not rerun. Which, from what I understand, Andrew Hines, he didn't. Which I mean, come on. If anybody's spent like ten minutes around Andrew Hines, dude, that fool is just professional to the T. He takes everything exactly what it is. He's not going to say anything outside closed doors. We should door. have him on the show. We should. Uh, hey, oh, he could probably definitely get his point of view on that. But he, you could, you could tell visibly at the end of the racetrack on the camera angles, he was not happy because he. I don't think he moved either, and got red lit. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully, they will uh, get Rockmeyer, CompuLink, get him in there, figure it out. Whether it was a lazy photo cell or or, or what, um, I, I think uh, one of the one of the big cases. I think people were talking about the stage lock, which is just a, a you know a system inside CompuLink, um, which kind of is it, kind of bad. It's got a glitch in it, and if you blink the ball a lot, you're gonna there's a tendency you may you may get caught uh, with that, but. Um, no, it was just, uh, it was tough. It was tough to see a lot of, it's the one thing you don't want to see at the big go is you don't want to see races decided by a timing system. Right. Yeah. That, that totally sucks. Yeah. Um, total um, bummer. But so let, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about professionalism when it comes to, uh, 
to acting correctly on reruns. Unreal. What? I'm just kidding. How would you act correctly on a rerun? Well, I mean, look. After you just won the U.S. Nationals and they tell you, hey, just kidding, you have to do it again. But you know what? If if there's something that that's stated, then so be it. You know what I mean? I mean, just what are you gonna do? Don't you wanna don't you wanna know with definitively that that it was just and it was correct? Obviously there was something that went on that allowed the the error, if you will, to show itself. I mean, don't you wanna know that you that you genuinely got it right. I, I don't. I don't know. really want to be the guy that wins Indy with an asterisk next to my name. Right. I, I mean, you don't. You don't want to do that. But you know what? Still, at the same point, there's you know there's people in charge for a reason. And as a racer, what I don't think people should do is be upset at the other racer. No, it has nothing to do with the other guy. It's not their fault. So you you want to be you want to be upset? Be upset. You want to be mad? Be mad. You yep. want you want to get a cheering section going? Get a cheering section going. But understand that it's it is what it is, and take things professionally. I once again, uh, I, it's the worst cliche in the world. But don't mess with my hobby. People have all these full-time jobs. They have great careers that they work Monday through Friday. Somehow or another, they get in a vehicle, they drive inside a racetrack, and they lose their freaking mind. They have lost their ethics, their integrity, their professionalism, because you know dang well none of them would be acting that way at their 40-hour-a-week job uh, or in their executive or middle-level management or wherever they may be. They would not be acting that way, but they show up at a racetrack and think that it's okay to act that way. Wait, you work 40 hours a week? <laughs> Holidays. Unreal. That's a holiday week. I work half days, man. I don't know what's wrong with you. So do I. Yeah, yeah. that's 24 hours in a day. I work half days, 12 hours. <laughs> right, oh, can you, can I you do that? four hours. No. No, that's oh. once again, that's some West Coast shit. <laughs> we got to have all the, them union breaks, you know what I'm saying? Hey, wait a minute! You're a professor. You don't get union breaks. What to rest your brain cells? Mental anguish? Get the hell out of here! <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll just move right along um, to something else. <laughs> let, you know what? I got an undergrad in, in HR. Let me come out there. You, you fool! <laughs> I need a break. You need a freaking kick in the ass. Get in there and teach somebody. <laughs> You better call somebody. <laughs> yeah, what, what's our what's our intern's name? I always forget. Monica. Monica, whatever you do, don't go back and give anybody any advice based off of our podcast. <laughs> okay, if your teacher if your teacher says, "Hey, Monica, you know, send me a link. I want to listen." Uh, yeah, just you know, continue to send it to junk mail or don't something. Don't give her anything from episode forty. Two to 46-ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know what episode. not exactly sure what episode we're on. 
Oh, man. Unbelievable. But nonetheless, hey, big props, though. Make sure that we that we don't go without saying it was the first U.S. Nationals with top sportsman, top dragster, and Rusty Baxter from good the big state of Texas. He was top dragster, and Larry DeMars, who was an alternate, got in as an alternate and held the first ever NHRA top sportsman Wally. Uh, coming off a hot win at Brainerd. That's pretty back. badass. That is, that's, re- that's really badass. So, um, yeah, Austin so, Williams pretty much showed him how to race stock, too. Yeah, how about how about self-promotion for that? I mean, there was there was a lot of good self-promotion during the U.S. Nationals. Hey, we can't uh, you, we say that. We can't forget Mr. Paul Lee, him and uh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Samuel and their big acquisition of FTI. There was yep. some, there was some self promotion going on for that. Some little and he just literally ran back down the stairs and was like, <laughs> was she in her Jerusalem cruisers when she did that? No, she can't. She can't go down the stairs on those things. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are these things like you keep saying? It, is it like stack platform shoes that like make her like six inches taller? Is that no. what they are? No. Uh, oh, okay. Just the strappy ones where they got like 17, 17 different straps on them. Oh, they go all the way up her calves, all the no, way up to her, no, no, no. to her kneecaps. Those are her Goliath boots. Are we talking <laughs> about, what are those? Are? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh, my God. Anyway, Monica, definitely don't give them this episode. Don't do it. <laughs> um. But no, yeah, Austin Williams, how about that? He just completely broke the internet yesterday with the memes. I think they're hilarious. I yeah, was in pretty funny ones. I, I was definitely that double O shit show deal. Who who's who's doing that? Uh I don't uh, think I don't think we should say out loud. Okay. Well we should have the uh, anonymous person be on our show because we, yeah. some of those things are pretty damn funny. They are. They they're are. extremely funny. Extremely yeah. funny. Oh, uh, but yeah, no. Austin, Austin uh, was stock in the in the perfect light, and and all the memes with Bo and Christy and and Rain, I mean, they're just oh, uh, they they kept me on my toes yesterday, kept me smiling while we were sitting in the hospital getting cancer treatment. So it uh, definitely uh, played into my day for sure. There you go. Nice. Well, let's 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 bring Mario in here. I mean, he's standing here drinking beer, so we might as well bring him in on the show, right? I mean, well, he's, not, he's not intern. Good. Um. In that in that fridge over there, <laughs> could you get your 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 uh, your poppy a uh, nice cold beer, please? Hurry up! Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, intern! I don't I don't know I, I don't know. <laughs> this is our version of coffee on racers and rental cars. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, so here's my newest one for this meme for Austin Williams. Everybody loves uh, the OCC, right? Orange County chocolates. Oh, <laughs> Did you see drain all the oil out of it? That's not safe for the engine. I want to win Indy. Stockers are stupid. It's not my <laughs> car. I'm going triple zero. <laughs> yeah, those are really funny. Uh, they are. They're hilarious. I love it to death. Uh, oh, man. Oh, my God. Well, let me introduce Mario again. Mario, he's kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to racing and since he's been here or since he's here might as well just bring him on the show right i mean the guy's pretty much crude on anything but from a 
Big Show Top Fuel Car, Big Show Nitro Funny Car, Nostalgia Top Fuel Car, Nostalgia Nitro Funny Car, and Alters or Alters. You tell me. Alters Comp Eliminator. Okay, so pretty much D, all the above when it when it comes to anything in regards to to racing. Is he so, is he an official tire chucker? <laughs> Not yet. Nobody's pissed me off that bad yet. <laughs> official tire checker. That's what nice. D- Dylan Mudd wants to come on the show so bad. He swears he's the best tire checker east of the Mississippi. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, since oh, I, don't, God. I, mean, I don't even hardly ever check the tires on a super calm car. <laughs> don't you have a wife for that now? I do, but she, like, we have a child now. So, um, so what's she do? Check know. the diaper? Yeah, she checks the diapers instead. No, <laughs> half the time I get in my car and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I have to have somebody else do it. Wait, they're like, what do you want me to set them to? I'm like, just, I don't know, go like five and a half, maybe like a, one little line below that. <laughs> they're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're somebody in need of a digital tire gauge. But here's here's the thing though, the damn the damn car runs the same thing every time when I do run it. So that's what happens when you that's what happens when you only go one sixty five. Well, oh, shit, oh. this fool. One seventy three over here, bro. Downhill with a tailwind. Whatever works. Pomona's downhill, so I'll take it. I'm one seventy four at Pomona. Uh, yeah, it's always tailwind at Fontana too. <laughs> Always a tailwind. All right, well, let's get Mario on here and tell Mario, tell us about your background, my friend. Tell us, uh, you know, because it's not like we get a whole lot of nitro guys on here. We've had like one, regardless of what Cam thinks. He's not (laughs) really. Oh, man. But go go ahead, Mario. Tell our listeners about your background. Uh, I started a little, probably like 20 years ago. I just happened to just be hanging out, checking out the good guys' nostalgia races, and we had some customers that we moved their machinery around for them. And uh, I would always be hanging out, and they would tell me to hang out, and then they asked me to start helping because they were going to bring out a fuel altered. Then they asked you if you drank beer. Oh, Thing. yeah. Sparks full emotions ran high. <laughs> you know, here we are. Let's just put it this way. The race team brought a bar, beer, mixed drinks and we all had a uniform that we wore after the races <laughs> and uh the bar was set up and that's where the races happened after the races <laughs> so i learned uh, there by changing oil it was with estrus racing and uh, that was when good guys was just getting on a good roll and uh well, I, had, I had a blast i learned a lot i was just changing oil only we never took the valve covers off the car if we did a leak down and something was wrong, the car was put away and the bar came out. <laughs> you know? Holy hell. And, and that was just it. That was the philosophy. We're not going to work on the car at the racetrack. It's a nostalgia race. So I know. wish that was still the, the, the situation when it comes to nostalgia races. It's yeah. like a friggin' big show when you go there now. Yeah, it definitely is now. Um, and then I took some time off and started my own business and, uh, Got asked to go back with the uh, with the Fighting Irish car with Steve Dickerman, and um, Spike Gore had left and they didn't have crew and I I kind of jumped in there and started learning more, and then from there we kind of had a falling out and uh, I stayed away a little bit here and there but I helped God Bob Godfrey with his nitro car off and on, I helped another friend with the Comp Illuminator car, 
And I remember a funny thing there was we got in trouble or got yelled at from the other guys in the G Alter class because he brought the car out and ran like 156 miles per hour <laughs> and smashed the index. And everybody was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I thought that was pretty cool, though. And they were like, no. <laughs> so everybody, I realized that everybody that spent $200,000 in that class just lost $200,000. Yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. And uh, we hung out. I hung out there for a year and helped him off and on. And then, uh, sadly, he passed away. And then uh, I just kind of floated around here and there. And um, out of the blue, a guy out here, one of the West Coast guys, gave me a call and asked if I wanted to go big show racing. And I thought he was joking. And his name is Pete Marillo. He's a pretty cool cat. He runs with all the Sifka guys. And he was always hanging around with us at Estrus. So we stayed good friends. And he would see me out at the races. And I'd just be floating along and helping who whoever needed help or whatever. And uh, needless to say, like two days later, Steve Pluger calls me out of the blue to go join the big show car. And I was like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And uh, I met him on a Saturday. And on Wednesday, I was driving on driving the rig and everything to Las Vegas <laughs> and working on a big show car. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Damn. Yeah. And, then, and now the rest is history. He, yeah. he linked up with me and a few of my other buddies. And now the guy, yep. the guy's probably touched, had his hands in more nitro cars than I ever have. So he's a, he's a great, great bottom end guy when it comes to uh, any of the nitro stuff. So, um, you know, I trust him with my life all the time. So I, uh, I love when he's around. So. Ma- Mario, how much does Cam pay you? <laughs> he pays me as much as Terry Attic pays me. <laughs> so, so we're gonna say that you that you're classified uh, in the full passion program. Hey, we, I buy him Coronas. Yep, he does. Yeah. <laughs> All kidding aside, I just love it. I mean, I literally grew up five blocks up the street from the starting line at Pomona Raceway, so there was not wanting, like, not even not wanting to be involved in drag racing didn't even come across my mind. I was there, and when I was six years old, I was riding my bike there instead of going to school. So, you know, hanging out on the fence and watching drags, and I think my my uh, my spankings ended when I was like eight or nine. I didn't get spanked anymore because my parents realized I was just at the drags. <laughs> <laughs> well, let that be. You know, what's cool about Mario is why I kind of wanted to bring him on here too. Like, it just goes to show you, like, you, again, you don't have to be – born into this stuff if you want to enjoy it have a good time i mean mario doesn't even own a car but he's gotten to see and go do a lot of really cool things within racing just with working on all these cars so let that be something for a lot of you guys that you know it's it's yeah. just not you don't just have to drive it or own it like you can you can be involved and get to travel and, and see a lot of really cool things just because of racing the, the best the best thing is is being a part of, of the program with cameron and terry this year I know Terry's program was was, you know, it's had it's had a bad a bad time and an awful time, but being there this year and being a part of that and and seeing the program just get better and better every race, that I, that makes me very proud. And my girls got to help a few times when you know when they were available to without school interfering and and that's cool that we all got to help you know and yeah he comes with an assistant too his daughter Jessica gets down there and and, uh, yeah. and does a bottom end too yep. <laughs> are you for real yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah yep she getting 80 weight oil all over hell oh yeah. yeah 
She spears too. How old is she? <laughs> she's nineteen. Nineteen years old. She's playing around in ninety weight. Yeah, eighty weight. No, wait, she has, 70, uh, 70. 70, bro. 70. 70 weight. With some zinc, yeah. With some zinc? Yeah. Stabilizer. Oh, I, my. I couldn't even believe it when she asked me to start going to the shop, and everybody was like, you can't be taking her around Steve Pluger. And I was like, yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, and they took her right under their wing, just like she was her own daughter, and she's gotten, gotten taught from the best people there are out there, you know, with RCD and... And CBCO and all those guys, you know, they're right there, and it was just—it was kind of amazing to myself, you know, to to just be able to. My daughter got that experience, and now my youngest one is getting involved a little more, and you know, it's kind of full circle. So they got to do something I didn't get to get to do when I was young. John's getting ready for a rant. Look at him; he, <laughs> he's like writing notes and shit. <laughs> nah, I, I I like it. So what does she do? What does she do full time? She says she's 19, so is she going to school, working on that? I mean, we, I know she's not over here doing bottom end stuff 40 hours a week. No, nah, she's going to school first because that's kind of important, and then she does want to pursue a career in drag racing you know, when she's done with, with her schooling. Uh, schooling's a little more important because you never know what's going to go on with sponsorship. I know all about that. Yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, know, yeah, you got to it. You gotta have somebody, somebody to pay the bills. That's for sure. Yeah, and you just never know. I've had people ask me why I don't drive rigs for the big teams and stuff, and my answer is, you never know if you're gonna have a full time job the whole time because the contract can go for three years, and they can, and you guys can suck in one year, and you're done. And what do you do for the next couple of years? And you just floating out there with no job now, you know? So I mean the. I wish I was younger and I had the chance because I would have done it. But, at, like, right now, I need to make sure that I'm stable at home before I take off for the weekend and go to the drags. <laughs> That's right. You got to pay them bills. Yeah. <laughs> I got bills. I got to pay. <laughs> yeah. So, I, got, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of bills now. I got a house payment. <laughs> uh, so, so, Mario, so you drive truck. Uh, yeah, you own your own trucking company, so you're so you're an owner operator. You drive Monday through Friday. You pick and choose when you drive. Tell us a little bit about that, because obviously that's playing into how you can uh, be able to just pick up and head off to the racetrack. Well, we do we do general trucking. Uh, we haul tractors, not huge tractors, just uh, like D fives and D six caterpillars, loaders, side booms. Um, just the smaller tractors, um, I'm able to do that. But our our specialty is we actually move uh, machinery, CNC machinery, and uh, I've been doing that since I was four years, three years old. I started with my grandpa at the yard and just hung out at the yard at our family business and just with my uncles. I think combined we have almost like 160 years experience with all my uncles and myself. Um, and we just move machinery, and that's kind of how I fell into the drag racing side, was because we were moving machinery, and I would see customers at the races, and they would, you know, let us come hang out for a minute and stuff like that. Um, I'm just able to, I'm able to just adjust my schedule, and then, you know, with the help of, of my uncles that work with me now, they're able to take over a, a few loads here and there when I have to leave on Thursday, or we'll try to square everything away and just let everything kind of fall in place on Thursday. And we'll take Friday off, and then Monday I red eye back home and go back to work. 
And I juggle that with juggling the schedule with my kids and taking care of my girls. So it, it gets tough sometimes, but I love the sport and I go. I, I hate being away from it when I am there. Not there. <laughs> it's a sickness. Yeah. Worst drug ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I told Jessica, you you got spoiled because you got to go straight to the nitro rinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come hang out in the comp limiter pits. I mean, uh, down in the super comp pits. <laughs> yeah, get pushed around. No, you're not going. Yeah, you are. No, you are. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll never forget. I forget who it was, but I'll never forget whoever it was told me this one time. What the hell are you doing with one of them taxis? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, one of them taxis. They just drive around the pits. There's like 5,000 of them. That's why I'm calling them taxis. It's like you're in freaking New York. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. He was like some nitro guy. He was referring <laughs> to Supercom. <laughs> yeah. Called, called them taxis. Yeah, yeah, now taxis can at least have uh, the ability to take one other person other than just the driver. Just saying. I mean, you can hit up Larry Dixon about that or uh, or uh, Doug Foley. Ooh. <laughs> For sure. At pure speed. Or what's the nitro? What What's Dixon call his deal? Nitro experience. Something Nitro X2 or something. That's another guy we need to have on the show. We need to hit him up. Absolutely, absolutely. We totally have Larry on. We yeah. we we can go full fledged on that one. Go full fledged against the grain. I mean, seem to be into that kind of thing lately. So, hey, <laughs> yeah, just right just saying, just saying. All right, Cam. I I'm I'm spent over here for Mario. I mean, that's uh, somebody that's got that much experience. We could, if we uh, just barely crack the top of the can and ask him for like funny stories about people, uh, I don't know that we'd ever get off the air. <laughs> I got to see Johnny West walking like a fairy coming out of the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> you got to see what? <laughs> I got to see Johnny West come walking like a fairy coming out of the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Some things are better left unseen. <laughs> things uh, that I would never thought I'd seen. <laughs> all right, I want to know now. <laughs> Where was that? In in Houston. In Houston, yeah. And then the cops were there looking at us all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was you know typical Nitro team. We go to dinner at like midnight. And there's nothing open, and the lovely people at Texas Roadhouse let us eat. So, you know, we try to slam our food down, and I don't even know why he he just he just he, just, he, just, he came out dancing, and we're like, wow, what just happened? So, like, yeah, even the cops in the parking lot were like, they must be they must be fine. So we're not even gonna go there. They're not from around here. We know this. Yeah, <laughs> they're clearly not from around here. So we're just gonna let them go. We don't want them to infect any of our regular people here. Exactly. Ah, exactly. uh, well, Cam, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't know. I wanted. I was gonna take Angie out with the super comp car, but um, unfortunately, that's actually up north, so that's not gonna happen anymore. Uh, may go mess around with our little go-karts that we got. We bought some couple race go-karts, so I might go mess around with those if I get some time. If not, just hang around with the family and do something. Send nasty text messages to Courtney and Tom. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Stood up again. Ma'am. 
There's nothing worse than getting stood up by the freaking prom queen and the prom king. <laughs> there just, you go. I just, mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Shit happens and then you die. Shit happens and it keeps happening and happening and happening <laughs> and happening and happening and then maybe some point you die. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, are you going to watch football this weekend? Is that where they shoot the three pointers? Yep. From the t- from the thirty yard line. Okay, as long as they hit home runs, I'll be yeah. I'll be watching. <laughs> you and your Jerusalem cruisers. <laughs> Kicking footballs and Jerusalem cruisers. Yeah. <laughs> just just saying. Is it football season though? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm being I'm being dead serious. Yes. Yeah. And okay, I, well, you I'm know, sure it'll be on at my parents' house because my mom is like a diehard football fan. So. Who does she pull for? Uh, Falcons. She lives in California and she's a Falcons fan? I know, but my brother and my mom are hardcore Falcons fans. They're actually going to Atlanta to a game. They go once a year, once or twice a year to Atlanta to a game. I think they're going in a couple weeks. All right. all you, yeah. let, you let them know. It's all about the Panthers, baby. Carolina, baby. I'm and gonna, now they're Falcons fans. Ed, Ed Bassmaster voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what did what, Mario say? The more like, go Raiders. Oh, man. The only reason why I like the Raiders is because of John Gruden. I've always liked John Gruden. I always liked John Gruden. All I got to say is go Angels. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, we're not. Sorry. We're already out, bro. <laughs> yes, go Angels, go home. You're done. <laughs> You're That's done. Sad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Is, it, is the playoffs happening? I don't even know. We, we don't even know about that. Really, the yeah. boat passed us. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the boat passed us. Oh man. Well, dude, uh, hold on one sec here. I want to make sure. I want to read. Yes, we actually have like some reviews. I want to read a review that are lovely, awesome listeners sent in and typed up for us last week. Don't know, um, haven't got too much here. Uh, out of our Australian fans, other than they're upset that we didn't have a uh, podcast this past week. Sorry, Mark. Mark, he was hating on us. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was very much so. Uh, so that was not not good. But we're he did like my hashtag because indie though, so I guess he understood. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We always like that. We want we want to have understanding listeners. We we need. We need understanding individuals, need them to be understanding about our lifestyles and and what we have going on. So that's always good. Um, so let's see here. Make sure uh, that we got this. Oh, wait a minute. I This one new? I think this one's new. It says, I heard Don on a couple of other great podcasts and started listening to you guys through that the show is always informative entertaining and not necessarily politically correct which is what we need these days tell it like it is good luck in indie and keep cranking up the good stuff thanks 
So I, I think that's a new one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it yeah. is Jeff Cars. Uh, Jeff Cars Trucks. Right. Yep. Like it. Like it. Like it. Yeah. Like it. Uh, we need uh, some more subscribes. Need some more subscribes from wherever you may be listening to your podcast. We greatly appreciate those. Uh, so please, by all means, keep uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, but I mean, on a lighter note, honestly, like it, the the podcast has been really, really growing, and uh, we thank you for telling all your friends and and whoever about it, because uh, like I said, it's been an astronomical leap in the past uh, past two months. So um, we're gonna keep rolling and and keep doing it and um, bring in more guests, more uh, more awesomeness, and then you get to listen to Don's rants a little more, I guess, and uh, you know him bitching about something, and then me crying about something else. So. Um, yeah, it, it's a good time. We Don and I really enjoy doing it. We apologize sometimes if uh, if it's a little uh, off the cusp because uh, you know Don's in Indy and I'm in California and you know scheduling conflicts and and whatnot. But um, we make it happen because we want to bring you the news. I don't know about news. Not really the news, to be honest. Nah, that's, that's not cool. about news. That's- not about news. Nope. But but one thing, right? Real quick. For I was moment. just trying to be. I was just trying to be like uh, Anchorman. Sorry. Uh, is that what it was? You're reading your yeah. teleprompter. Yeah. So okay. so we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. But before we do, I want. I'm gonna do this because Cam, I'm challenging you to do it, and I hope our listeners will do it. So this past weekend, they had NASCAR had Throwback Weekend at Darlington, right? And they had all these different paint schemes from back in the day. Saw that. That was awesome. So. I, it got me to thinking while I was watching the race on, on Sunday evening, like who are the what are the schemes, the great schemes in drag racing? I, and I, I want I want I want you to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do three for Top Fuel, three for Funny Car, and three for Pro Stock. Just all time iconic, like throwback schemes that we. Sh- I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Salinas did the whole. Uh, Air Force plane, you know, for on his top fuel car this this past week at Indy, that you know NHRA, we should adopt, we should have a you know back in the day or a throwback weekend, throwback race where we all come out, you know, and, and do some wraps and some designs to to pay homage to to our our history, not just having Warren Johnson come out and wreck a Camaro into the wall uh, to to pay you know history, <laughs> uh, you know, not nothing like that. Or, wow. you know, I mean, I mean, like literally let's let's have have some throwback schemes. So for our listeners that are out there, I, hey, hate mail at Racers and Rental Cars. Send us your your best three for top fuel, funny car and pro stock. Uh, and, I remember they used to have like, like Selena, like all kinds yeah. of stuff, like Superman. John, there was all kinds of good stuff. I'll have to see what and I can you're find. young, bro. Dude, how about Tyler? Like super cheap, or like the super cheap car was badass. That's the one thing I like about nostalgia stuff. Yeah. they all have like names. The Blue Max was yeah. Was oh cool, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Raymond B. Anything, yeah, anything. Yeah. Raymond. I'm pretty Beetle. sure my father-in-law has one of the cooler names out there. His funny car's named Happy Hour. Yep. <laughs> nice, nice. And in the in the in the clock on the on the logo, it's every number is five. 
So it's always five o'clock. <laughs> always that's... five o'clock. But dude, I yeah. mean, I mean, I was thinking about how about some of the ones with with Tolliver. Remember when Tolliver was driving a funny car? And oh, had well, the, he was sponsored by WWF. Yeah. Oh, so how oh man, how cool were those? I mean, those were awesome, yeah. weren't they? Absolutely. So, Undertaker. So, oh, hey, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, though, that's what kind of in my mind. I want to work on that for the next few weeks because I think it would be really cool to do some of those. So uh, other than that, Cam, I got nothing. I'm going to try to do my best uh, to uh, get this uh, monkey off my back and make some laps at LS Fest. For any of our listeners that are coming, make sure that you stop by, say hello. Got some swag from NGK and Tub of Tiles to uh, throw out here and there. And um, Cam? I'm out, dude. Take us out. Hey, can I say something? Yeah. Oh, Mario wants to say something. Uh-oh. Sign up. He has an official sign up. Hey, hey, Don. Uh, hey, guys. Um, it's pretty cool to be on the podcast, but uh, I don't know. Um, this year, I've been I've been able to be a. I was asked to be part of Team High Speed, uh, in the Nostalgia Top Field World, and uh, our owner after we came home from Spokane, Tom Shillar, passed away. Uh, this Sunday, I don't know if a lot of people heard it on the telecast, but Todd Fashing, uh, the crew chief over on uh, Doug Coletta's car, dedicated the win to him, and I think that was a great class act because they were working on some stuff on the manifold and, and blower stuff that was going to be super, super excellent for NHRA top fuel racing. Um, hopefully that whole thing goes on. Uh, it does continue. They're going to try to continue it. But it's going to bring the price of racing top fuel down about $20,000 if it does happen. But I just want to say, like, you know, Todd, thanks for that. And, and uh, it was great to great for him to mention it, you know. Yeah, I know. So. That's awesome. Uh, Godspeed to, to not only Tom, but also Jesse Coombs. Uh, yeah. we, we lost her um, in a land speed thing. Also, hate to end this uh, podcast on a downer, but, uh, you know, I, she was doing what she loved and if anybody looked at her social media or followed her like she had some pretty inspirational stuff um when it came to you know living life to the fullest etc and uh you know tom was also super cool dude he uh you know always had time for me always sought me out said hi etc so um you know two great people that we lost in uh, the motorsports world so um godspeed to them and uh we will definitely see them at some point in time later in life i can't i can't top any of that it was a bad week hated to hear about jesse had the privilege to spend some time with her a couple years ago at pri um always always an upbeat person trying to empower women um i'm not i'm not as connected in the nitro world as you and mario but you know you used a phrase in there about driving down the cost main making top fuel nitro racing more affordable so that obviously was somebody that had some forward thinking and and some uh, creativity and engineering in their mind. So, um, you know, Godspeed to them as well. Yep, absolutely. And with that, uh, we'd like to thank uh, Voice America for uh, helping produce the show, uh, PDS Performance Data Systems, uh, Streetway Marketing Media, and uh, all the rest of... Uh, our, uh, our sponsors as well, Stupid Fast Racing, uh, with helping us out with a lot of the apparel stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. See ya! Later! Let's put it-